Welcome to the Granary Church Mums and Kids podcast, where we want to have meaningful conversations around parenting, health, education, and creative ways to survive lockdown. We'll be blessed with many special guests, and you'll be lovingly hosted by Mel Atia. Mel is a part of the Granary Church's pastoral staff, has worked as a physiotherapist, and is an amazing mother of four. We pray this resource blesses and encourages you at this time. Welcome everybody to Mums and Kids. Today we are in conversation with Carol Grieve, who, like all of us, has been experiencing a whole change of lifestyle and her world with um, the COVID pandemic. But dare I say that Carol has had it at a next level. She's um, been had some extra challenges and she's going to share with us what her lockdown time has looked like. Hi, Carol. Hi, Mel. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are really looking forward to hearing from you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and and your family. Well, I'm Carol, as Mel said, and I am married to Doyle and we live in Mayfield West with our little boy, Jimmy, who's six, nearly six and a half, and in year one. Um, And I work part-time and Doyle does as well. So I work as a speech pathologist with um, children with additional needs and disabilities and um, yeah and Doyle works for Blackbutt Reserve. Wow fantastic so you guys have had um, extra things to think about through this COVID season and um, yeah I'm wondering if you would like to share a bit about that. Sure so um, like many people across Australia and the world with Um, additional health conditions and needs in their family. Um, We have had to choose additional isolation measures as compared to other people and that's due to my husband Doyle having cystic fibrosis, so um, which is a condition that affects every organ in the body but significantly the lungs. So um, having an unknown virus, I suppose, um, lurking around and that is easily spread, poses that extra risk. So we did, um, yeah, choose to isolate fairly early and have isolated, I guess, at a a level a little bit increased to most others and um, are still doing that at this point. So what does that increased level of, you know, isolation look like? What sort of things are you doing differently than I might be doing? So I guess the first couple of weeks were the most isolated, um, especially while a lot of the country was still open and everyone else was still doing things fairly normally. Um, We had the most isolation at that level. So we didn't go anywhere outside of our property for probably a couple of weeks. Um, And we had... Um, this was when there was no toilet paper in the shops and you yes. know, it was hard to get groceries that you needed. So we had a number of people that had um, in our support network, I guess, that contacted and said, do you need anything? Um, and that was fantastic. So um, a lot of people would know Ange and Brad and they did a grocery shop for us early on as well as um, Shireen, my sister, and um, Caleb who um, Caleb contacted us every second day or so in those first few weeks and do you need anything can I pick anything up for you so we had a lot of people doing that which was really nice and um, really helpful we're very grateful for that 
And, um, but what it would mean when people would drop things off, we would, um, as much as possible, wipe things down with, um, a metho solution Mm -hmm. and leave it in the shed for a couple of days if we couldn't wipe it down or it didn't need to go in the fridge. Um, and you know, possibly some of those measures were over the top, but they were also achievable and we weren't, we weren't stressed about doing that. It was just part of our new life. And so we did that and um, and I guess we just made that decision early on to do everything we could um, so that if our family caught coronavirus, we knew that we'd just done our best and, and the rest was in God's control. So, um, yeah, we did what we could in that regard. Jimmy hasn't been to school since mid-March and, and won't at least till the end of this month. Um, And I've been working from home as well. And Doyle's been working from home. It is a bit tricky to feed the koalas from here. Yes, I was going to ask (laughs) how you do that remotely. (laughs) Um, He has the very lucky job of um, reviewing all of their risk assessments and um, writing up new procedures. Oh, wow. He's he's had a bit of a role change um, and he's able to do that from home. And whilst it's not the job that he loves at the moment, he's very grateful to be Mm -hmm. And not to have lost any hours of work, so that's fantastic. Yes, um, my workplace as well is very supportive, and it's been a shift for everyone there. And we're all working via telehealth now to support the people that we okay. do. Um, so that's all been at home as well. Um, and we've just changed our routine throughout the day to, um, I guess, accommodate both of us working from home and Jimmy. Yes, school. yeah. So you made the decision to go into lockdown quite early. Um, As you said, the rest of the world was sort of still doing things normally. Did you, how did you make that decision? Did you get a heads up or was it a medical decision or? Um, It wasn't, it wasn't a lot earlier than the rest of the world. Maybe only a week, a week and a half. And things changed very quickly from Mm. then. But Mm -hmm. I think it was just, you know, the news and, um, and the week that we, kept Jimmy home he'd gone on Monday and I felt a bit uncomfortable he went Tuesday I felt a bit uncomfortable he went Wednesday and I went to work knowing that I wasn't going to go to schools and preschools to see the people I had booked in and I just thought well today's the day so I went back to school and picked him up and um yeah he was home from then um yeah so it it was that it was just a little bit earlier yeah yeah it was just the news and knowing how quickly it spread in other countries over the world yes I guess we had that benefit of time here in Australia to choose a different path. Yes, absolutely. So what's been the most challenging part of all of this for all three of you, but potentially you've each found different bits challenging? I really think we've adapted well and there are things about, I'd say there's more benefits than there are challenges. Um, So I have to really think about what are the challenges. I quite like it. Um, Um, I guess the things I would change first would be the things that are the most challenging. So I definitely would change contact with other kids for Jimmy. Being a only child in isolation brings extra challenges for him. Um, although he says he never wants to go back to school. So, you know, <laughs> um, he's quite happy at home as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's important, especially for him to be having contact and play experiences and yeah time with other kids so I think that's been the most challenging thing for me to watch and observe um, and then to try and facilitate meeting those needs in other ways 
And you mentioned the positives. You mentioned there's been a lot of positives. What have you found out of this that's been positive or changes that have happened that you think actually we need to keep an element of this going? Yeah, so I I think um, something that's important in our lives and has been for many years is um, gratefulness. So there's been lots of ups and downs with cystic fibrosis in our lives, but something that when things are difficult, um, we really try and focus on, well, what are we grateful for? And it really is a mindset shift um, into the things that we are blessed with and that God has given us. And um, I guess that even when things are not in our control, we don't have choices about that, but we have choices about um, I guess, ourselves and how we respond in that situation. So it's been another opportunity, I think, to focus on gratefulness from all of us and there's there's lots to be thankful for. Um, and I know that's, you know, we are in a very blessed situation compared to um, many people in Australia and across the world and it's not a comparison but um, I guess, yeah, it's that perspective of, well, we have a lot to be thankful for and focusing on those things. Um, I think as well, again, due to cystic fibrosis being a big part in our family, our our perspective on our family life for a long time has been um, family time and that we choose to be quite unbusy. Um, and that doesn't mean we don't have things to do or, you know, we're yeah, we just choose to not fill up our life with events and bookings and after-school activities because um, not so much in the last couple of years, but I guess over the last 10 years, you never know when there's going to be a round of treatment or so you have to stop all of that anyway. Um, but as well as that, making the most of the time that we have together has been a focus as well. So, um, yeah, having, I guess, Jimmy's at school now so there's been that temptation to book him into extra after school activities or let's start music lessons or soccer and we were just about to start soccer for him but that's changed I guess we, we can't do any of that at the moment and that has been a good thing um, that we just can focus on family board games and family bike rides and um, building a treehouse outside and those things that I actually value far more than a guitar lesson or a... Oh, absolutely. You know, so that's, absolutely. That's been great to just, I guess, refocus on that. Yeah, those, you'll, those you'll reap the benefits of that, I, I imagine, I so. for years, yeah, <laughs> in your relationships. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that's, that's great. So how have you stayed connected beyond your immediate family now at home over this time, what have you been doing to try and keep in touch with people and with God too in your relationship with him? Yeah, so with um, people, um, we have had quite a lot of friends and family who have dropped things off to us when we can't get to places and we love that and that when they choose to then stay at the gate for, you know, 10 minutes and we can yeah. socially distance and have a conversation. Um that is a highlight of our day. So yep, I can imagine. <laughs> we enjoy that. And, you know, Granny and Opa come over and they'll have a, a chat with Jimmy while they're dropping off some lemons. And, um, yeah, so that's that's one way that we keep connected, um, intentionally doing that, not just a, you know, incidental someone's popped over. We'll say, Do, can you stay for a quick chat? Um, 
of course, phone calls and things and um, with family and, and friends. Mm. I There are Zoom catch-ups and things that can happen, but to be honest, I'm not a big fan of that. And yeah. my whole work is via telehealth at the moment, so sometimes after that's done, I've had enough of yes. that kind of connecting, so I'd rather just be yes. on the phone or, or something like that. Um, and also trying to have Zoom conversations with a six-year-old is very different. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Controlled chaos. Yeah. yeah, it depends what you're trying to achieve. So, yes. you know, yeah. It's, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're the main ways. Um, a couple of friends like, that, you know, we've, we have a little message group for a long time, so we keep that going. And, um, yeah, that's the main way. Staying connected with God I think is... Um, when you said, what have you found challenging? I think that's one of the things that I would like yep. to um, change a bit more as well. So we do have um, great routines in place to make sure we're getting everything done we need to. And um, But I haven't managed to kind of get a, a time in the day where consistently I am connecting with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more, you know, incidental moments through the day, which is good. but. Um, I would like to improve in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? With all the extra time and space that we've got, um, it is still challenging <laughs> to find that time. There's always something else. Always. Um, it's very much could, a choice. And, it um, is, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a discipline at one level and I think um, you, you're not the only person who's struggling uh, with that as well. Um, yeah. So with this easing of restrictions, it's this evening, isn't it, that we can now... Is it? I don't um, know. <laughs> yeah. No, well, yes, there are. So we can have five people come and visit us in our homes and we can meet outdoors uh, with up to 10 people. Okay. What does that actually... What would that change for you? Or are you thinking you're not going to change anything at this point? It's still too unknown and... What's, uh, yeah, what's your feeling on what's, uh, That's what's being question. loosened? I, um, I didn't know that. So <laughs> okay, there you that. go. Um, <laughs> which I guess is kind of indicative that we're not keeping track of that because yep. we, I have, we've got, you know, a letter from Doyle Specialist till the end of this month that, you know, indicates we won't change anything until yes, the end okay. of this month and we'll watch, I guess, and see what happens with easing of restriction and community transition and, sorry, yeah, yeah community um, infections and, and yes. all of that. Um, and we'll see what that means for us. So we haven't really made any decisions at this point um, and there's no urgency to do that with my work or Doyle's work currently. No. Yeah. So um, And with school as well, apart from missing the social side of it. Mm. Um, that's nothing will change we did actually when you um said about connecting with friends last weekend we did actually have a couple of people over to our driveway okay a little fire up there so we socialized in the driveway and we cooked them pizza and they brought their own plates and sat on their own picnic rug um so we might do that kind of thing a little more very carefully um and still managing to reduce the risk of yeah infection it's but you know numbers are so low here that does give us a little bit of yes relaxed um yeah yes yeah. about it but as restrictions open up we'll probably tighten up a little bit more 
for at least a few weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So what does that look like for Jimmy with school now? Is he back at school physically or you're schooling him at home for a while longer? What's um... He's still at home. Yep. And we'll, we'll keep things that way until the end of May. Yeah. Um, and then we will reevaluate. So we yes. haven't made any decisions. Um, yeah, I really don't know. He doesn't want to go back at the moment. I yep. think he he's quite happy just being at home with mum and dad. I don't think he realises how much he misses his friends. Um, but, you know, that just shows how adaptable and resilient kids yes. are. He's doing very, you know, really well at home, not without challenges, of course. Um, just parenting. Yep. Normal, he wouldn't be a child challenges. if it wasn't a challenging at times. Yeah. That's right. But he, yeah, he's quite happy at home. I I think it will be quite challenging to transition back to school. and. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole time of coronavirus is is traumatic for kids, even though we've tried to keep things as safe as possible and as calm as possible. They're huge changes and that brings a level of trauma on its own. So I think just being informed about that when he goes back and really supporting his emotional needs and, um, yeah, when he goes back will be important. Mm. He He's already saying, you know, I, I shouldn't go back to school, Mum, because we stay home because dad has cystic fibrosis and he can't get coronavirus. So there's that level of worry there for him that we just need to be aware of and yeah. 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 Keep him safe emotionally from Yes. That. Roll on a vaccine really, isn't it? You know, that's what we're we're hoping for, but of course yeah. um there's Hopefully. no no guarantees that we uh we will get one. But, um, That's right, and mm. hopefully we won't stay home all of that time until no, that no, no. But yeah, just manage that risk. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing, knowing Doyle, he will make that decision when he has weighed up all of the um, all of the info he has and his health advice, and will make the decision on you know what's the next step for him and for you guys as well. Yeah. Um, in due course, but. It sounds like you're doing amazingly well. Yeah, we're pretty happy just the three of us at home and, and that's, you know, obviously supported by all those friends and family around us. Um, but, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I bet you there's been some wild Lego creations at your house. <laughs> there's been some fun. We're actually, you know, in terms of play set up, we've got Jimmy's bedrooms, the Lego village. Okay. So he <laughs> adds to that every now and then and the toy rooms, the marble run room. Fantastic. And so that stays set up and we add to it and, yeah, they build a treehouse together at, outside. So there's little zones of things going oh, on. Oh, I'd love to come for a play. That sounds terrific. <laughs> We'd love that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just wait Yeah, up. that's right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey today. It's um, it's just really interesting but also very inspiring. I think uh, you guys have made some difficult choices in difficult circumstances and you actually sound like you're thriving through it and um, it's, yeah, just lovely to hear that. So thank you for being on here today. Thanks, Mel. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see or won't see uh, our listeners back again for our next podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening today. If you found this podcast helpful, why not subscribe or share it with someone you know? If you'd like help, advice or encouragement in parenting, please contact the Granary Church at granary.org.au.